The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Good morning, everyone. Justin Kristoff here. What's up? Hey, we're doing something special today, which is an extension of something we've been doing recently. Thank you to everybody that's checked in on the Rough House podcast from the Realm Network and our Patreon exclusive episode yeah. subscribers. We've been doing two of these now, and we decided to do this third one here. Kristoff, what are you calling this series? Uh, someone decided to let us wrestle. Someone decided to let us wrestle because we do a wrestling podcast. We occasionally have had dalliances in the ring with professional wrestling organizations, whether it be MCW, whether it be AWL, which we'll get in today, and Kristoff's last episode, Ring of Honor, 100% worth Patreon (laughs) subscribing for to hear stories of times that we had no business being in the ring. None. So... We're releasing this one for free today. It's sort of like when the WWE Network likes to give away uh, a free month of the network, 12 months a year, which right. you don't really actually need to subscribe to the network. Right. Just sign up for 29 days, hold off for 72 hours, and you will get a free fucking month of this network. So this thing, on the other hand, we'll like do twice a year. We'll give you a free guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're starting on this, uh, you know, someone decided to let us wrestle series. And then, you know, we haven't figured out where to go from there. But it's going to not necessarily be wrestling centric, this, this Patreon exclusive thing we're doing. But for now, you know, to ease everybody in and, and to remind everybody of our personalities in case you've forgotten. Uh, yeah. this, this is what we're doing. How does my webcam look today, by the way? I know you can't see it, the Patreon <clears throat> or uh, iTunes or Stitcher listener. Christoph and I are in different locations now, so we have to webcam. Can you see me okay? Yeah, I can see you well. Those, um, I think they're new. The the posters, the, uh, the, the T-800 and the Alien and the Robocop, those are amazing. Oh, dude, you want to see even more here? I'm going to pop this Is off. there more? Is there oh, one above buddy, the T-800? On, look at this. Look at this. Can you see those down there? Oh, Bond. I got the entire Bond Displate series that if you are they metal? Link them all side by side. They're all metal. Have you heard of Displates? Uh, no. Dude, Displates are my shit. Is it like a laser disc? It's, 
it's a laser disc <laughs> that you glue to the wall. So when people come by, they're like, oh, he's insane. And he glues <laughs> physical media to the wall. Get the kids. We need to get the fuck out of here. Right. He's wearing a cassette deck on his head. <laughs> They're metal posters that for every one you buy, they plant 10 trees somewhere. Really? Because the amount, I guess the amount of uh, uh, wood pulp and lumber that they mm-hmm. use in making posters each year. I don't know. Uh, they're gonna basically huh. we're gonna run out of rainforests later this year because of NWO posters. So looking <laughs> at you, Wolfpack. People, hey man, they said they were for life. They fucking meant it. They meant it until it ends all life on Earth because you had to have that Buff Bagwell picture. There's not going to be any more redwoods in California. When you buy a displate, D I S P L A T E, they plant ten trees and they're all metal. They're all recycled material, and they have magnets on the back. Have you ever seen those, um, what do they call those Those things you can stick on the wall with hooks, and you then you pull the yeah, strap Yeah, the command out. strips. The command strips. Yeah. That's exactly what's That's on the what back I of have. these magnets. Yeah. So there's command strips on these magnets, so you can just take them off, put the command strip magnet back on some mm. other wall, and you just magnetize the thing to the wall. It's, I'm, an, I'm addicted to these things. That's I, awesome. I bought one. Terminator one, and then two weeks later, I've got 14 of these things. Yeah, the alien looks amazing. I love the Xenomorph, man. I love the Dude, alien the, franchise. I that got, one looks you great. You see it above uh, the Terminator. I'll actually, if I can pan up real quick here, I'll take a photo of this for you. There's Predator, okay. Terminator, uh-huh. Alien, and Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's basically my Mount Rushmore of badass. So. <laughs> It's it's everything. That's that a topic for another day, by the way. Oh yes, we should. Uh, eventually, the the series uh, "Someone Let Us Wrestle" will end, and we will then move on to other things. Yeah. There will still be, by the way, if you're listening to this, there will still be a regular uh, true roughhouse episode tomorrow. We gotta do, yeah. We're gonna do a roughhouse. We're gonna cover all. We're, there's so much rumble. There is SmackDown. There is. The new What Happened When podcast that I am fucking holes in the drywall, which, Christoph, I, you, you got a busy day. I know you I'm do. always, you always busy. Do. You're nonstop busy. If you could find the time between now and tomorrow's to listen to a chunk okay. of What Happened When. It's Tony Schiavone, right? It's Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson, who does you know my other favorite podcast, uh, something to, something wrestle, to wrestle with, with Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, it, it's and this one means a lot more to me than I think the WWF one does. Reason being is that you have you're very honest that you never did the WCW thing. Not much. Only at it. Only at its height would I switch back and forth just to see what they, what was going on. What was happening? Yeah. And I think a lot of our lo- younger Roughhouse listeners that are very much like, why the shit is this Goldberg guy in here? Right. Why is this stink? If you go back and listen. To this, what happened when they're going to do episodes on Monday, they're going to color in all kinds of WCW stuff that people might have missed. I feel like it actually might be a missing puzzle piece for many people. Like right now, I know people are ready to set fire to the Capitol because of the possibilities of a Bill Goldberg, Kevin Owens match, a Bill Goldberg, Mm. Brock Lesnar versus a title match. Yeah. If you listen to the very first episode, that is, it's Goldberg. The very first episode is about Goldberg. It colors in the why that people from my generation of watching wrestling watch this now and are like, okay, this is kind of great. Being that another generation that didn't get into WCW and only saw Goldberg during his last disastrous 2004 run are like, this is the biggest fucking waste of time. It might fill in in a a missing portion of the story to where you're like, okay, I can kind of get it more now. 
Does it make total sense? No. We'll get into it tomorrow on the podcast. Okay. I'm going to contradict myself repeatedly tomorrow on the show as to why I love the idea of Goldberg wrestling for a title, and I think it's a terrible idea. Right. All at once. We'll bounce around. Fair enough. So uh, last episode for the Patreon subscriber, again, look for The Rough House on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Rough House podcast. You can donate a dollar. You can donate 10. Thank you to who was our most recent subscriber I saw. Dude dropped us a 10 spot. Uh, we had Robert Campbell and yes. Brett, I think. Was it Brett? I think so. Brett Gayhart, if I'm, if I'm, I'm yes, remembering are, that correctly. I'm positive you are correct. Brett Gayhart, yes. yeah. Thank you ever so much. Thank you so much to uh, Steven, uh, who also threw us a couple of bucks. Thank you to everybody. This John Wood. goes to Christoph. So let's keep that money flowing in. I would love to have a... I have a very particular number in mind by the end of the year. I'm going to hold up how many fingers. Okay. All right. Well, hello there. If, if we can get that much a month for Christoph, we are going to be sitting pretty. So Cheers last that. episode, you recapped your time in Ring of Honor, yes. which is sort of kismet that leads... To this episode, indeed, because uh, in Ring of Honor, I didn't have too many uh, interactions with uh, with this guy in Ring of Honor, but um, he was certainly a huge part. And I'm I'm not a hundred percent, honestly. I, I fallen out of uh, out of following Ring of Honor a little bit. I'm not sure if Steve Carino um, is okay. still a major part of of Ring of Honor, whether it be on the on the announced team or or behind the scenes or whatever. But uh, that's that's the tie-in there. Steve Carino was one of the um, the big stars brought in for an AWL show, and this was let's see, uh, oh man, this had to be three years ago. This was four, quite some time three ago, three or four yeah. years ago. Um, the reason I I mostly remember I couldn't make it out to the show. Justin will go into detail on the show. I remember because uh, we had the honor of of having Mr. Carino join us in studio for a full hour long hour plus long roughhouse episode and he was a damn treat it was one of the best interviews uh i've ever had the pleasure of doing you've arranged all kinds of stuff for me everyone from oh, yeah randy orton <laughs> uh, our, our famous chris benoit one back in the day months prior to the oh, horror boy. uh that unfolded oh we can talk also, about that one too at some point jim Cornette. we should definitely talk about how about that it's yeah. not a a time someone let us wrestle who let us wrestle but the 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 christoph Chris Benoit story is it's worth recapping. It's a short story, upcoming, but it's worth it. It's short, but there's I have angles on it. We'll give your side okay. of that morning All where right. you interviewed him. I'll tell him about it. I'll tell people about a private conversation that I had with Chris Benoit oh. that morning, which it, it was very odd compared to everything that transpired. Right. <clears throat> but the the moment that I remember that I said sort of ties in the last episode about you doing the Ring of Honor appearance and getting in the Ring of Honor ring was I went to a Ring of Honor with you. Mm -hmm. And then as I left Ring of Honor, I met a man by the name of Ray Chase. Yes. And I Who still listens Ray, to the show, I'm by the way. not mistaken, by the way, is a contributor and a commenter yeah. on uh, the Rough House's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And he was putting together a local indie show for AWL. And I believe it was AWL Showdown, and I think the other one was AWL Showdown 2, of which I will link you a video of the match I found it. Yes. Of the match that we will discuss. Okay. And he said he listened to uh, he listened to 98 Rock. He knew who we were. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he knew that we were pro wrestling fans. 
and he wanted to know if I'd like to attend the show. And Ray, if you're listening, I apologize if I flub or blurry any of these details. It's been such a long time. But he said, uh, I'm doing the show. I'm doing it at the Armory in Bel Air. And he started talking about the lineup that had, I believe, Steve Carino, like you said, was on it. He had some local MCW stars, particularly Fed Up, that were going to be on mm-hmm. it. I believe um, Kindred, who was in MCW. I believe there was also, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Ray Chase, a one Jimmy Dream, a.k.a. James Ellsworth. Oh, was yeah. also on an AWL show. That sounds about right. right. Pretty Jimmy. And he wanted me to come by, and I said yes. And he knew that I did some work with Fed Up. I was sort of doing like little kind of guest managerial appearances, sure. G Fed, C Fed, and I would kind of walk them out to the ring and MCW for some of the smaller shows. I would do the whole bandana bat gimmick, pure baby face. It was yeah, it, just it hyping was fun. and feeding. Fed up, That's it. I, I wasn't doing anything. I mean, Fed Up, Fed Up guided my hand ninety nine point nine percent of the way. But he knew that I had some run-ins with local. Uh, MCW shows and stuff. She said, why don't you come on out? Because I'm going to have fed up at my AWL show at the Armory in Bel Air. And I said, you got it. So we go, we do the first one, and it's a great time. Uh We have a genuinely great time. I can't remember the match. I can't. (laughs) It escapes me. I just know it was fun. I remember the locker room being great. And I also remember, and, and again, Ray, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass here. I wish there... I wish that Ray found a financer for AWL because AWL doesn't exist any longer. I think he ran a couple of shows. I'm not sure how many total, but uh, eventually he he put it to bed and moved on to other things. But what I remember about AWL and Bel Air that was that he was so good to the wrestlers. He was good to people backstage. The vibe was good. There wasn't like the shitty indie, this guy is going to get the gate, he's going to get the till, he's going to get in his car, and he's going to tear the fuck out of town and no one's getting paid anything. Right. I remember the wrestlers backstage, without giving away monies, discussing that Ray was paying well, and Ray was treating these people great. And what broke my heart is that then you go out to the actual match that night, and it was in a gymnasium at this Bel Air uh, armory, armory yeah. that I think, like the, that the National Guard used. Isn't that where and NXT the, did a show? It, did NXT do a show there? No, wait, I'm sorry. They did it at the uh, the APGFCU arena. My bad. Sorry. Okay. And the the attendance was not great. Thank you. And it kind of broke my heart a little bit to see that this guy, Ray, right. who put everything he could into these shows, and he promoted it, and he got good talent. He got Steve Carino, yeah. I believe. He had Joey Matthews on one of the shows too. Okay. Um, uh, there was there was Joey Mercury. I mean, you know, it might have been was it Mercury that I think he had on one of these? If I'm not and Joey Mercury had just let me let me look this yeah, up. Yeah, look real it quick. up. Yes, it would Joey. I think Joey Mercury was on one of these shows and he had like shaved his head. This was after you know his run with yep Joey Mercury AWL. He was there. It was great. It was fun. And it went well. And then at the end of it, we stayed in touch. Farting. He goes, how about you come back for a second one? Which brings us to today. And you are doing some serious IT right now. (laughs) Christoph is rewiring his whole house right now. My iPad is dying, which I'm Skyping on you on. So, uh, no, you're you're good. You're telling your story. I'm with you. I'm listening. (laughs) So, what happened was he (laughs) said, how about this? 
He said, yeah, nothing. We will forever do this. No, the, the house will be on fire, and I will continue to tell a story about an Asian wrestler I want to have sex with. Probably a dude. So We're good. we do the first AWL show. We have a great time. And he says, how about I bring you back? I know you want to, you, you're good friends with Fed Up, MCW, G-Fed, C-Fed. Yes, I want son. to put you guys in a match against DJ Hyde and David Starr from CZW. Uh, this is where David Starr comes into play. Okay, all right. Yes. The product. The product. David Starr, who we interviewed yeah. on an episode. Yeah. And I believe we might have even talked about this match a long time ago. But this, this is where the day gets weird. Because uh, DJ Hyde, David John Markland, born March 1st, 1978, okay. is a pretty big deal in CZW. By God, I think he is CZW. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he owned or owns CZW. Okay. Um, I, I, I just remember people backstage at the second AWL show talking about this guy, DJ Hyde, who probably want to wrestle pretty well in front of this dude. Right. He owns CZW. Yeah, make a good pretty impression. well-respected. Exactly. Pretty balls out indie. And they bring me back there with Fed Up. <laughs> Your little twink ass. My stupid little bandana bat wearing dork ass. And you can see the look on his face of God damn it. I agreed <laughs> to wrestle wrestlers and have an exchange. Right. Who is this fucking turd? And he never says that, but right. I can read body language pretty yeah, well. And yeah, he's yeah. just like God damn it. And he's he's a total pro, so he's being a professional. And C-Fed and G-Fed from Fed Up know we got to speak in real generalities with Justin. We got to do <laughs> layman's terms. What will happen just – you would really hear like people be like, oh, give him the schmoz, boom, 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 glom, get the heat, bump, feed, slide in, do a powder, bing, 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 boom, finish, one, two, three. Does everyone get that? And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck any of you just said. Right. What just happened? Yeah. What did any am I in Thailand? Where are the lady boys? Where am I right now? Can I get a he sheet, please? Can I get one of those rooms that's entirely rubber so the owner can just hose it out afterwards? Oh, that's a real thing. Oh. You should look it up. And I'm <laughs> no, I definitely going to, I'm going to Bangkok next year, and it will happen. We're going to do a roughhouse field trip to Bangkok next year. Are you going to do a, you going to do a little detour on your way to Wrestle Kingdom? Yes, I am probably going to go. I'm going to probably hit the Orient pretty hard next year. I'm going back with a disease. 2018, February, one year from now, there's going to be a lot of coughing and itching on this podcast. Because <laughs> Justin I'm gets diseased. Some, I'm going to lay some ladyboy lumber come 2018. I'm going to clean them pipes. Just don't have to move to Philadelphia if you get my drift. Streets of Philadelphia. God, I hate Bruce no, I'll make them. I'll make them. I'll make them work on them. So we start talking about the match. And G-Fed and C-Fed and MCW stuff are very good, especially George. George has got such a great mind for it. He, he, pulls, he would pull me aside in matches and go, all right, Justin, here's what you look for. Right. I am going to be in a rear naked choke fighting my way out, and that's when you stand on the apron and start to wave your arms to distract the referee. Right. Who at that turn, when he goes to get you off of the apron, Chris will come behind my opponent and hit them in the balls, and then he will release the hold and you jump back right. down. He would speak to me. Like very you're clearly. a three-year-old. Like I'm a three-year-old, yeah. which in wrestling, I'm an infant. Oh, I'm yeah. not even you're three. A newborn. I'm a newborn. You're a calf. So, DJ Hyde is the veteran here. And DJ Hyde is the guy that's going to kind of lay the match out. And Fed Up is going over that night. DJ Hyde, David Starr, they understand it. They want to get, you know, get the heat on them. 
get a real good pop for the baby faces, uh, beat down, come back, everyone goes home happy sort yeah. of thing, and they have to fold my moronic ass in there because I'm kind of promoting the show, and I can just I kind of get the vibe that that Hyde has had to do this before, right? And it went other, awry. Like local Nissan dealers who help sponsor the show, or the the, the the local radio guy who decided to throw a couple bucks in advertising, sure. so he gets to come in and hit a stunner on someone or whatever. So, Hyde, on the other hand, though, felt like he just called me out. Well, oh, that's all of us. Are you getting, feel like we called ourselves out? So he essentially lays the match out. Sure, and. George comes up and explains everything that's supposed to happen. And I have an idea of what's supposed to go on. Now, I wish at this point I would have watched the match ahead of time. I'm staring at it right here. Right. I will watch it after the podcast to kind of fill in the blanks and go, oh, shit, I should have talked about this instead. But who knows? You did the same thing I did last week. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Forgot all the details about what we're going to talk about. What happens is that right before we go on, and I believe we're main event, maybe second to main event, Hyde comes in and he's got another idea and he lays out something else much like the Tyler Hilton rally in the alley situation where details got changed last minute. They're speaking in wrestler. Everyone understands what's going on. All four major players are fully aware of how the match is going to go with the changes. And I'm sitting there with my thumb up my ass like, oh, uh, what's the schmaz? I don't know what I don't know what the goozle. And then you hear the music and it's go time. We go out and that's it. And so I George didn't remember. have time to explain anything to you. None. We didn't. And I had I had this bat bit that I was going to do where I had to come in and I was going to swing the bat and he was going to catch it. And mine goes blank. I don't know what is going to happen after that because something has changed. So the match goes on. And I can't wait to watch this because I'm almost positive you could hear him say it. The match is going on. I'm on the wrong side at one point. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. And I go in for when I think I'm supposed to go in. I've definitely gone in early because (laughs) Hyde looks at me and goes, what are you doing in here? He's like, I'm supposed to swing the bat at you. He goes, swing it. So I swing. He catches it. He throws it down. He goes, rake my eyes. So I rake his eyes. Right. As best as you know I, how, right? As best as I don't I don't know what I'm doing. And this man is calling it on the fly. Right. Right to me. Well, you've watched I enough Ric Flair. You have the general idea of just I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> and I and I like I rake his eyes and, and I, I believe that's what I do. I'll, I'll watch this video and we'll put it up on the um we'll put it up on the Facebook page yeah. facebook.com/roughhousepodcast. And um, the match goes on. The, you can tell that the pacing becomes weird because I went in well earlier before I was supposed to. The bat bit made no sense. Why is a face raking eyes? Right. It, I am I am a cat shit taco in the middle of a sirloin <laughs> steak dinner. These guys are trying to put on a fine match. Stars great, hides a vet, MCW yeah. is fed up, know what they're doing when it comes to the tag team tandem stuff. They still make it palatable. Oh, it also needs to be said that someone made my very first uh, Justin Schlegel 316 sign in the crowd that night. It was Derek. It was Derek. And what did the sign say? It said uh, uh, Schlegel 316 just said, I smelled your fart or something. It sounds or, about right. 
It was something along the lines of Schlegel 316 just said, I farted in your mouth. It was it was a hysterical sign. I can't remember what it was, but I remember really being tickled pink. Because it was something you had said on the podcast. It was, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, it was something I had said on the podcast. And I was just I was just enamored that someone made me a sign. Uh, well, the match goes on. The match ends. We all go back. So that was that was your only inter- that was your only part in the match was the wrong as part. As far as I remember, okay. that that's the only part I I need to remember because that's the only part that pertinent to the next part of the story. Permanent to the next part of the story um, was everything goes off without a hitch. As far as I'm concerned, there was a one two three. There was a cheer for the faces. Right. The the villains, you know, they slink out of the ring and stumble to the back with each other and all this and. You know, the heroes save the day. Well, in other MCW matches, and in your last podcast, where you went backstage and talked to... um, Jim Cornette. I'm sorry. uh, Jim Cornette and Truth Martini. Yes. You asked him, hey, how'd things go? Hey, good job. And then, uh, I believe, uh, who was in it? It was um, your match? uh, My match was, it was myself and D-Line, a local uh, football-based tag team, against the House of Truth at the time, which was Truth Martini managing... Uh, Unbreakable Michael Elgin and uh, Mr. ROH Roderick Strong. Yes, Strong and Elgin. You had a quick handshake. Thank you very much. Thank you, D-Line. Thank you very much. Hey, what'd you think? Truth Martini. You guys talked a little bit. Talked a little bit. That happens in every match, I'm saying. I haven't had any matches, but I've had interactions in the ring. Afterwards, are you okay? Are you okay? Everyone's safe? Are you good to go? You feel okay? Sometimes you will... You'll you'll not get a good review. And you know who's <laughs> extremely hard on themselves is G Fed. George is a perfectionist, right. and I've seen George beat himself up after a match that was a ten out of ten. Right. I mean, I can't find a hiccup in it. And and backstage, like I could have, I could have done this. I could have moved into this position. That's he, passion, he's got man. That, dude, it's passion. You, you. I'm telling you, I love Chris, and Chris is the big. Uh, a boisterous star oozing with the personality. Yeah, but you want to talk a mind for the business. That's why they so perfectly complement each other. George's from G Fed is G Fed fed up. His mind for the business is unbelievable, and his insistence on perfection is equally incredible. And we all go backstage afterwards. We're at the bottom of a set of steps at this armory, and I'm thinking it's gone great. And I see George and Chris checking on each other. I see Hyde and Star checking on each other. And then all eyes turn to you. I see them all checking on each other. And then they all walk by. I get a little fist bump from G-Fed, a little fist bump from Chris. Hey, good job, good job. Star kind of gives me a nod. They just want to get out there. And and Hyde's the last dude down the steps. And I I guess I think I'm in the clear at this point. And I put my hand on his shoulder as he walks by. I was like, hey, man, that was a lot of fun. That was great. That was was great. He turns around to such a degree that my arm is sort of like flung off his shoulder and goes, yeah, you ruined that fucking match. And I, I'm, I'm stunned. I, and by the way, he's not wrong, but I, I go, I, I'm, like, I'm sorry. What, what, uh, what did you think? I, uh, what should I have done better? He's like, uh, everything. You came in at the wrong time. You didn't know what you were doing. You didn't stand in the right place. You, you ruined the match. And it's in that moment that, the make believeums and the isn't this cool right. and can't wait to text Chris and my friend Pete and my buddy John. Hey, look at me. I got to play Hulk Hogan tonight. <laughs> I got to be I got to be a little stupid Waldorf Ric Flair. It disappears. <laughs> Waldorf Ric Flair. 
That should be your new Twitter yes. handle. Waldorf Flair. All right. <laughs> in, in that moment, I feel the same thing I feel when I see celebrities do celebrity guest stand-up nights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they basically turn something that I turned a career into into a fun little hobby of theirs. Right. Or when you see Johnny and, Depp pick up a guitar to oh, play. Fucking suck. <laughs> the, the Hollywood vampires. I yeah. hope someone drops a bunker buster on those fucking hacks. Stick to what you do. You, you get you get their passion for the business. And in that moment, I never felt like an insider in all my times in MCW. I always tried to understand where I was and who I was. Be respectful. in that moment, as I stared down a large man who this was his life's work, is respected in the industry, respected in his own company and others, I never felt more in the way and never felt more like I am an unnecessary goddamn element to this. I don't know. if All the things I think I didn't know, I know even fucking less. And... I I mean he like he cuts his eyes, walks away, gets cleaned up, shakes everyone's hand, leaves, and I mean shoots me a look on the way. Right, and you're left feeling, you know, you were feeling, you know, you were feeling like Big Show and now you feel like oh, yeah. Hornswoggle. I feel yes, I went from I went from fucking Strowman to Callisto <laughs> as far as stature in a heartbeat. And I remember, oh, my God, Chris Swan, if you're listening, I texted him probably for three days straight. Apologizing. Like, I, should, I ne- should I never do this again? Yeah. I feel so bad. I feel like I ruined it. He's like, no, no, no. Hyde is a perfectionist. Hyde is, he's known for just really being a straight shooter. He's a guy that just, he knows the exact type of match he wants. He wants the match to go that way. If any of us had fucked something up, he'd tell us, hey, you, you shit the bed there. This should have been better. But there's nothing that he could have told me to improve me because I'm not a wrestler. Like, right. if I botched something and I'm a professional wrestler, he's going to be like, okay, here's how you should have performed this maneuver. Right. Here's why you should have sold in a particular way. Here's when you should have come in. But to me, I'm just this goddamn weekend warrior. I'm not, I wish I was a ham and egger. He just, he, there was nothing, he, there was no wisdom he could impart on me that was going to make me any better because this isn't my career. This is what I'm doing. This is some stupid fucking make-a-wish thing. <laughs> and any and everything that I did with with Fed Up at that point, I, I felt more appreciative of. Right. I felt more understanding of how lucky I was. And I understood that I was very lucky to work with people in MCW, like Chris, like George, and then eventually like Ken, like Ryan, and everybody else, McDevitt and company, because there are other people, like Hyde, like Star, that this is what they do. Yeah. And they ain't got time for the bullshit with someone that's coming in there and fucking with their paychecks. Right. And this video, by the way, is online, so you're going to see some dickhead get in there some little shit fart going and make what was a good match less so but that's on that's going to be on his resume that I was in there right. and botched this match and I'm a deer in the fucking headlights and it looked dumb and my point was per it it was it was essentially what that SmackDown match with all the tag teams this past weekend was. <laughs> yeah. Which was one of the dumber goddamn things I've ever seen, which, oh my God, we have to get into tomorrow. That that was so far in the existence of the brand split. Their low probably point. Probably a real low point for SmackDown. Yeah. Whole of the topic, though. But. Well, here, and, and you know, we're. 
Oh, sh- Whoa. Okay, sorry, my computer screen went off. I was worried. I'm having all kinds of gotcha. issues this morning. No, I want to equate it to we're both radio. Or I was a radio guy. You're a radio guy. I'll equate it to this to what you just said. You're the talent, and I'll, I'll put it. I'll turn the tables on you. So you're you're the talent. You're the DJ Hyde in this point. You're DJ okay. Justin. Okay. Gotcha. So <clears throat> you're doing a broadcast from. You know, it it doesn't matter the size of the event. It could be comparable to what you were doing, or it could be, uh, you know, a remote from WrestleMania, just for shits and giggles, we'll say that. And if there is, um, if they throw a board op behind the uh, behind the knobs and dials that has, you know, maybe one other remote broadcast in their experience, and they throw you throw them behind the board to run a, a broadcast of that magnitude, and it gets fucked up, that is still on your resume tape. You know, that's still an air check with you, even though it's out of your control, just to kind of give you the perspective that he, that he had there. That's a great, that's a great comparison because the listener that's listening to a broadcast where a sound effect will drop out. Microphones aren't potted up to where they need to be. There's feedback. Yeah. There's feedback. There's 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 echo. They're not thinking themselves, the person in their car or listening work, oh, man, I wonder if Justin's in-studio board op producer right now is having trouble. Mm -hmm. They're thinking, Justin's show sucks. So if someone is watching DJ Hyde and David Starr wrestle and there's some turd in there that's swinging a foam baseball bat for no reason who's deciding to dive in the ring at a completely inappropriate time and have the most just just syphilitic kid looking fucking (laughs) finger claw to the face maneuver that makes no sense. They're not wondering, oh man, that guest star in the wrestling match who must be a local media personality really got in the way. They're thinking, eh, this match sucks. Yeah, yeah. And that's on them. And in that moment, I felt, I felt, I I felt so bad and I drove in dead silence on the way home. And I was not like just jackbooting and, and, and front kicking and doing, you know, Sagat Tiger uppercuts when I got in. I was thinking, I don't think I should do this again. And I was also wondering, and man, it would be great to, if we get a guest on at some point, just a, a local wrestler, I would love to talk about first match botches, match jitters, Jackie Gata quality shit the beds. Because I just botched a segment. I botched right. one segment. These guys are in there bell to bell. And there's got to be times where they've just shit the bed so badly that afterwards, how did you keep going? How did you bomb the way I have on stage and decide, okay, I'm going to get back up and try this routine again and have it get better? Because when you're in there physically yeah. stumbling around, if I say something verbally on stage or on air, I don't think that's as bad as trying now, to you can You can talk your way out of that. You can talk your way out. And a verbal flub to me is easier to digest visually, audio, uh, orally than than a physical one. Right. If you're trying to do a maneuver and you swing a punch that the opponent has to sell, but you miss by like a foot and a half. Right. Or you have that luchador move or, okay, let me jump up on the rope and watch your foot slips, fall over, bang, dumb, stumble. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just doing like, oh my God, you fucked up. It's it, It's got to be heartbreak well we we you and i and i'm not going to name names um but we had a guest in studio who showed us his first match and uh it was exactly what you're describing you know he spell spell their the letter of their first name with your finger on skype 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, you remember I that? I remember that. It sucks. Yeah. Yes. And now. And you're like, man, this guy's great now. Right, exactly. So you, there's there's always room for improvement. And, you, you, you know, I feel like I'm giving a pep talk right here, but you're, you've already done this. But, you know, <laughs> if, if you have if you have a little sidestep at when you're what you're trying to do, you know, don't 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 give up hope. OK, you know, try to try to think about what happened and run scenarios in your head as to what could be done uh, to make it better. Don't obsess over it because that's not healthy either. That's all I I know. Well, well, I know I you watch a pop tart. <laughs> I'll think about it for a month. Yes, I I'll know. apologize to the Kellogg corporation for ruining their deliciously sugar crusted pastry it's on me i shit the bed why did i think about microwaving it if you microwave a pop tart you should be fucking pushed out to sea on a goddamn dinghy and then someone pulls a guar viking funeral with a crossbow and sets you ablaze because there is someone 12 feet above me that microwaves pop tarts and it's the reason they're never getting an engagement ring <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase L, capital D, N, 7, lowercase C, 3, lowercase R, lowercase F, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House, uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.